Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. I've been getting a ton of questions lately about self-worth and how to find that self-worth and how to, I mean, essentially believe in yourself, right? How to create that level of certainty and confidence that you will succeed in whatever it is that you are chasing or you will get to the end destination. Um, And I think there's a few things that can help this. So today I want to kind of cover like six or seven things um, and, and who knows more might come up along the way because uh, you guys know I don't script this. I kind of just go off the cuff, but I got a few bullet points here. Um, things that will lead to less self-doubt and more self-worth because I think that until you have self-worth, until you understand yourself, until you accept yourself and until you appreciate and love yourself and respect yourself all unconditionally, I think you're going to have a tough time. I think you're having a tough time to, to see success, see any result, to to be consistent in anything, to take action in anything. Um, I think self-doubt is the really like the killer of all action. Like there's that quote, comparison is the thief of joy. I think that self-doubt is the thief of action. Like, I don't know anybody who consistently takes action who struggles severely with self-doubt. However, I think every single individual who is successful, myself included, I am the first one to admit this, still to this day, goes through periods of time where they all they do self-doubt, they have self-doubt, they doubt themselves, they fear something, they are worried about what others will think and judgment of others. They are projecting their judgments against themselves because they don't have their own self-acceptance yet. And they project their judgments of themselves onto other people. They don't love themselves yet. Like I, I've been there in each of those categories. And I, to this day, you still, you know, I still have self-doubt. Um, we're a growing company. So new levels, new devils. So as we grow, as, as we get more members as we start new projects, as we do more things, as we, I have more responsibilities, self-doubt always creeps in. And I have to literally display the facts, right? So I'm going to go through some things today um, and then I'm going to send you on your way. I'm going to try to keep this really brief. This is a Monday motivation, but I, I want to bring to you these like six or seven, there might actually be eight or nine by the time I get done with this, things that I think will help with your ability to achieve more self-worth and eliminate self doubt. And the first one is one that I actually didn't write down, but I just said it. And it's look at the facts. I think this is one of the most powerful things that anybody can do. It's, uh, you know, inside warrior, they call it a fact map. So I'm gonna refer to warrior a couple times because they have some good points on a few things here. But they they use what's called a fact map. So a fact map is laying out the facts for yourself. It's saying, okay, where is my body at? Where's my body fat at? Where's my muscle mass at? Where is my general health? Where are my hormone health like markers at? Where is my blood work? Where is, like when was the last time I went to the doctor, went and got physical, went to the dentist, went to the chiropractor? How is my mobility? 
How is my digestion? How is my sleep? How is my caffeine? How is my alcohol consumption? Lay out the facts of everything, every single thing. Inside your self, your, your being, as they would call it. Where are the facts? What are the facts about your mindset? What are the facts about your confidence? What are the facts about your education? What are the facts about your spirituality? What are the facts about your religious beliefs? What are the facts about your self-belief? What are the facts about your certainty? Everything, energy, your aura. What are the facts? Some you like, some you don't. In your relationship, what are the facts? If you have a spouse, what are the facts about that relationship? How is your communication? How is your, your empathy towards the other individual? How is your connection? How is your intimacy? The list goes on. How is your fun? How is your excitement? Your, your kid, your, your, your children, your friends, your coworkers, anybody in those relationships that you have, what are the facts? Your business, what are the facts about your marketing, about your education, about your product or service, about your revenue, about how much you make, about the value you give others, about the impact you're creating? Going through these facts is challenging. And some might think that this is a bad idea because if we're trying to create less self-doubt, why would we lay out these facts that are slapping us in the face? Well, I'd have you consider that before we go into anything else, you have to understand what is causing the self-doubt. And the only way to understand what's causing that self-doubt is to lay out the facts of everything. If you don't have confidence in your body, you'll know exactly why. Because it's plain and written in front of you. Plain sight. And at that point, you can change because awareness precedes change. You cannot change without being aware. Period. Therefore, you cannot eradicate self-doubt unless you are aware. So this part's really hard. And, and throughout the facts, you're going to have to – you're going to find things that you love, things that you don't. And I, and I would suggest doing both so you don't get down. But sometimes looking at negatives is the only way to seek out positives. So I highly suggest looking at the facts of everything. Um, and the other part of the facts, before I move on to the other thing, is asking yourself, is that really true? So when you start telling yourself stories in your mind of self-doubt, of comparison, of what others are thinking, of etc., ask yourself, is that really true? I mean, the, the most classic situation is when you're mad at a spouse. <laughs> ask yourself this. You're mad at a spouse because you think that they're doing something to you. Right, and, you, and you're pissed, you're annoyed, you're irritated, whatever. Ask yourself, does this person actually want to hurt me? Does this person actually want to upset me? Does this person actually want to make me sad? Therefore, do I think this person actually did this spitefully on purpose? The answer is always no. And you immediately have some sort of sympathy and empathy for the individual. And you can get over the argument. You can get over the, the, the battle because you stop and you think and you're like, no, this, this person fucking loves me. Why on earth would she be wanting to make me sad, he or she? This is something I do through my head all the time. If I'm ever, <laughs> me and Shannon are, are ever upset at each other, I always immediately think, like, would Shannon try to hurt me? And the answer is no. She's my biggest fan. She loves me more than anybody. So it immediately allows me to just go, calm down. My bad. I'm being ridiculous. I'm getting upset. I'm overreacting. Right? But we can also do this in any other situation. People are, are judging you, quote, unquote. Is that really true? Do they actually care? Probably not. I can't achieve blank. Is that really true? Yes. Okay, well, why? Why is it true? Lay out the facts. If it's true, then you will have logical reasoning as to why you will not be able to accomplish that, period. If it's not true, which is usually the case, 
you will have no explanation as to why you can't achieve it. And guess what? You just eliminated the self-doubt that was holding you back. But it only happens if you dig into the facts, if you ask yourself if it's true, if you dig into the story and you ask yourself why. Why is that or is that not true? Give me the facts. So the first thing today in eliminating self-doubt is you have to review the facts of every situation. And this is why like things like positive focus um, that I always talk about, which, you know, what, why lesson apply. So what's the situation? Why is it significant? How do you apply this to your life in the four quadrants? You know, body, mind, relationship, business. If you do that, you are essentially doing exactly what I'm saying. You, you're laying out the fact, the situation that happened. You're telling me why it's significant and the lesson behind it. And I'm shifting that, that significance to a positive because I'm, I'm eliminating the doubt, I'm eliminating the false negative, I'm eliminating the story, and I'm bringing out the positive, I'm bringing out the truth. And when I bring out the truth, I realize it's a completely different story than what my mind tries to create it. Our minds are funny things. They will, they will fuck with you <laughs> so hard. So number one is facts. Bring out the facts. Number two is education. And you guys are probably sick of me hearing, hearing me say this. And I think no matter what the podcast is, no matter what it is, Education is going to be in there, and I believe in it. Education is one of the most important things to me as an individual, um, not just because that's what we're known for inside of our business and what we do for individuals that we coach. We, we truly teach them. We are teachers of, of the game. We are educators of the game, and we seriously give them the, the facts, give them the information. Um, but at the end of the day, the reason I put that for this is because that's how you build confidence. When I talk to, to different people and they tell me that they do have self-doubt in whatever area it may be, I always ask, like, what are you studying for that? You know, like, man, I don't, I don't have confidence in my marriage. Things aren't going the way that I want it to go, and I don't know what to do. Oh, okay, well, when was the last time you read a marriage book? I haven't. When was the last time you watched, like, a, a workshop or something on, on marriage? I haven't. When was the last time you talked to a successful couple or somebody who's in a successful marriage? I don't know. Not about this. Okay. Start there. Educate yourself on what it even looks like. Do you even know what it looks like? That was something I ran into. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not being the man I can be. I'm distracted. This is me being vulnerable. And I had to sit there and go, well, what am I doing to, to understand how to become the man I could be? What does that even look like? <laughs> what does it mean to be the man? What does it mean to, like, be the husband, to be the father? What is the best version of that? I don't know. And I had to admit that, but that allowed me to seek it out. Now, I'm not the best husband. I'm not the best father. I'm not the best man I can be. It's a journey. It's a constant journey, but I'm seeking out how to do that through education, through the education of books, through the education of, of podcasts and YouTube videos and listening to individuals who do have big businesses and successful families and marriages. How do they balance the two? Let me learn from them. Let me educate myself. There is so much information in the world and knowledge is power. Knowledge allows you to gain certainty and confidence in what you are doing. The same applies in coaching. I, I hear this all the time with trainers and nutritionists. Like, you know, I'm just not a, I'm not hundred percent confident in the prescriptions that I provide, be that training prescriptions or that nutrition prescriptions. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, what is your, what is your like study breakdown look like? Like how often do you study? How long are you studying for? What are you studying? Uh, I don't really have anything specific. I just kind of, you know, read blogs when they come out. And Well, there's your problem. You have no structure around your, your education. For the last decade, I've literally had a time block in every single day of my life, Saturdays and Sundays included. Sometimes I skip Sundays, to be honest. Every day, though, what am I learning? How long am I doing it for? 20, 30 minutes? Cool. 
Let's read. What am I reading? And I have it ahead of time. I know what book, what textbook, what research review, um, um, what podcast, what audiobook, whatever it is, whatever I'm studying, be that training, nutrition, hypertrophy, aerobic conditioning, health, hormones, or it's marketing or leadership or business. I'm educating myself. Why? Because I want more certainty and confidence in those things. I want to eradicate self-doubt. I don't even want to consider doubting myself in those, those categories. I want to be the most confident version of myself because the most confident version of myself is the best executor. He is the best action taker. He is the best teacher. He is the most successful version of myself. When I have confidence, I do better. I take action faster and my action is usually deliberate because I know what I'm doing. Why? Because I learned how to do it. I educated myself. Knowledge is power. Knowledge creates control. And that control allows you to control those thoughts of self-doubt and comparison. You're comparing yourself to smarter individuals. Well, get smarter. <laughs> Simple. So number two is education. I think education uh, is, is the only way to build confidence. Knowledge is power. And the more knowledge you have, the more information you take in, the more tools you have on your tool belt, the more tools you have on your tool belt, the more likely you are to be able to fix anything that is broken. That's the analogy I like to use. All right. Number three, be selfish. I got to write these down. How many? <laughs> I'm going off the list. So there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight right now. Number three, be selfish. Being selfish is, in my opinion, it, it's simply choosing yourself first. I've run into this many times. I've talked to many individuals many times, and a lot of you listening to this will probably relate. A lot of people are yes men, quote unquote, yes woman, whatever you want to say, however you want to say it. They are people pleasers. They are people who just want to say yes. They don't want to hurt people's feelings. They don't want to say no. They don't want to make anybody upset. The problem with this is, is the more often you say yes, the more often you're saying no to yourself. It's very true. Now, there are times where you say yes to individuals for a good reason. I'm not saying never say yes. I say yes all the time. But I used to say yes 24-7, 100% of the time. Now, I say yes 90% of the time. I say yes to a lot of shit. But I also have to prioritize myself my family, my own schedule, and my own priorities before I allow other people to, to, to get my energy, get my information, get myself, my time. Time is valuable. Time is something that you'll never get back. And the problem with most of us is that we end up trying to please other people so much because we're so afraid of hurting them that we end up hurting ourselves. We put ourselves in pain trying to get them out of pain. And I understand I'm, I'm literally the, the definition of a helper. Like my name in Gaelic actually means helper. <laughs> like in the Irish world, Cody means helper. So I was born to do this and I'm born to say yes and I'm born to help and serve others. And I truly believe that my purpose on this earth is actually to serve others. So I'm 100% on the, on the page of giving more value and trying to help others. But until I realized that my time was valuable – I constantly had low self-worth because I was putting everybody else first. My time, my energy, my thoughts, my feelings, my passion, what I wanted was belittled to what others wanted. I was putting everybody else on a pedestal when I was putting myself in the dirt. I was assuming that what they needed, what they wanted, what they had was better and more important than what I wanted, what I needed, what I had. And therefore, self-worth went through the floor. I had no self-worth. 
because I felt that I was unworthy compared to these other things. And it's, it is a sense of comparison. But the big takeaway there is simple. You have to be selfish. It's like the whole, I've said this a million times. It's like the whole cheesy plane analogy. You got to put your air, your little mask on before you can save others. If the plane's going down, you got to put your little air thing on so you can breathe enough to help others put theirs on. The people sitting next to you. You know, if, if my plane's going down and my daughter's sitting next to me, I'm going to put mine on first. Because she's going to be panicking. I'm going to be panicking. I can't breathe. I won't be able to help her breathe if I can't breathe. And she needs my help. And it's the same thing with meditation. It's the same thing with journaling. It's the same thing with taking time to yourself. It's the same thing with saying no sometimes. I know a lot of people who say yes so much that they have no time to themselves. And if you ask them, like, what hobbies do you have? Or, like, what do you do for yourself? And I don't have a ton of hobbies, so I can't talk too much on that front. But I can say that I spend time with myself. I give myself time. I do things for myself. I celebrate myself. Now, once upon a time, I didn't. I felt guilty doing it. Because I thought I just had to do things for other people. I had to serve others. So the point with this, this whole entire point on number three is selfishness. And you can argue that if you become selfish, you can actually practice more selflessness. Because what's going to happen if you continually just say yes 24-7 and you never give yourself time? You never give yourself appreciation? You never give yourself any enjoyment or any kudos or the benefit of the doubt or the priority? If you don't put yourself first, you will burn out. You will have less energy to give out. You will have less love to give out. You will be less of a person and your energy and your, your value, what you can give and serve to others will be diminished. You will not be able to give all that you can give to the people you want to say yes to if you are not saying yes to yourself first. So number three is simple, selfishness. You have to choose yourself first. You cannot let other people come first. You have to have a priority list. I actually have one written in my journal. It used to be on my whiteboard. And it's a priority list of, of the things in my life and in my business that need to take priority. So when somebody asks me to do something, if somebody asks me to be a part of something, if somebody asks me to collaborate on something, I have to look at this, this list. I'm like, let me see if, if, if this comes – two things. If this distracts me from this list, if this takes me away from uh, abiding and following this list, then the answer is no. Because you are pulling me away from what I need to do according to my life's priority list. And number two, if it's a time thing, it just has to move out. I used to think like, oh, somebody wants to do a podcast. Somebody wants to do this. I got to do it right away. I got to get on a call right away. Got to do this right away. No matter what, what's their time? What's your schedule look like? I'll just. And then what happens? I have no time. I get less sleep. My family gets less present time with me. And then who am I hurting? Myself and my family. So now, yeah, I can do it in four weeks, three weeks. It's like, why, why rush? We're going to get the information out no matter what. We're going to do it no matter what. I'm saying yes. It's just going to take time. But the point being is I'm being selfish so that I can be selfless to my family, to my team, to my members, to my clients, to the people who are the highest on my priority list, period. Everything else comes second. So be selfish because the only way to be selfless, the only way to give more energy, the only way to give more value, the only way to create more impact is if you put yourself first because that puts you in the position to be powerful enough to create more impact and value. Number four is support. Um, specifically, I think you should hire a coach. One of the best ways to gain self-confidence, gain certainty, and eliminate self-doubt is having a coach in your corner basically constantly telling you that you should not have self-doubt, telling you that you can do it, pumping you up hyping you up, giving you that confidence. When somebody else believes in you, it becomes a reality. It's like, oh shit, this person thinks I can do it? 
Okay. Well, I respect them. I appreciate them. I, I look up to them. If they think I can do it, well, then I must be able to do it. Now, you should be able to tell yourself you can do it and believe that. But the reality is you can't. You know, it's different. Like message, the same message coming from two different people is going to affect a single person differently. It's just like trying to tell your spouse something or trying to tell your brother something or something along those lines. And it just goes in one ear, out the other. And then somebody else influential tells them that. And they're like, that's a great idea. I should do that. And you're like, what the fuck? I told you that. <laughs> no, you didn't. What are you talking about? It's the first time I ever heard it. Same exact thing. Sometimes having that support of a coach allows you to do that. And great coaches ask great questions. So when you doubt yourself, they ask, is that really true? Why is that true if that is true? Why do you feel that way? Why do you think the doubt is creeping in? Like, I'm going to question you so you can discover the truth, which is not the story you were telling yourself in your head. But that only comes from support. That only comes from accountability. That only comes from communication frequently with another individual that you respect and appreciate and don't want to let down. That only comes from coaching. And it doesn't necessarily mean you need to hire an online trainer or an online nutritionist. It just means a coach in general. Do you have a mentor? Do you have somebody you look up to? Do you have like a, a father figure you're talking to on a regular basis? Or a bigger, big sister figure? Anything. Like think about it. Like you need to have people in your life that are in your corner pumping you up, putting yourself on a pedestal for you because you won't do it. You're always going to put yourself last. And sometimes support is the best way to understand that you should be putting yourself first and that you have what it takes. Number five, say it out loud. Self-affirmations are one of the best ways to eliminate self-doubt. And it sounds crazy, but if you say something enough times, it becomes reality, period. So what I always tell people is, is write in your journal. Say, I used to write an affirmation every single day. I will be the greatest father. I will be... The, the best CEO. I will be the best leader. I will be the best trainer. I will be the best nutritionist. I will be the best husband. I will create the biggest nutrition coaching business online. I will help more people than any other company. Things that like in my mind, I'm like, man, this is impossible. <laughs> That's such a big thing. I don't know if I can do that. I doubt myself. But I said it anyway. And I kept writing it and writing it and writing it and writing it until I had certainty. And when I had certainty, I stopped having self-doubt. So it's not one of those things where you write it and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, shit. I don't have self-doubt anymore. <laughs> it's not like that, unfortunately. I wish things were that worked that quick. It's like you write it every day for six months, and all of a sudden you realize along that journey, maybe it's month three, maybe it's month four, maybe it's month five, maybe it's just after month six. All of a sudden you're like, man, I haven't, I haven't really doubted myself in a while. Man, I've been taking more action in this area of my life consistently, like just second nature. That's what happens. It ingrains it into you. But you have to say it. And there's also something to be said about saying it in the universe, speaking it into the universe. So telling it out loud to people, talking about it on your podcast. I do that all the time. You guys have no idea. <laughs> I'll be talking on here and I'll say things because I'm like, if I say it, I know it will come true. So I'm just going to start saying it in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of people on this podcast. And if I do that, it's going to happen. Guaranteed. Right? It's kind of crazy and it's kind of a placebo effect, but that's okay. And there's another thing I'm going to talk about that's a placebo effect for the last one in this. But saying it, writing it, journaling it, speaking it into the universe is one of the best ways to actually believe it because the more you say something, the more real it becomes. The more you say it, the more you can envision it, which is another one of the points today. So 
Number five is simple. Say it out loud. Speak it into the universe. Write it as an affirmation in your journal. Tell people about it. Start saying that you will. Don't say you will try. Say you will accomplish. Period. Don't say maybe. Say will. Done. End of story. Don't say try. Say you will. Number six, reverse engineer the impossible game. So like I just said, when you say something that big, sometimes the first thing in your head is that that's impossible. Why would I be able to accomplish that? Me. (laughs) Why the hell on earth would I be the one to do that? It's an impossible game. And I'm stealing this from Warrior. Again, this is something I really liked that I saw inside of the program. The impossible game. What is the impossible game? Create that impossible game. What is the biggest version of yourself? What is the most successful version of yourself? What is the happiest version of yourself look like? What is the most jacked version of yourself look like? Imagine that impossible game. Don't worry about the self-doubt. This is just, you're just writing it down. It's just a drill, just an exercise. Just write it down. Just, just picture that. Just, just create that. Think about this impossible game. Reverse engineer from there. Okay, well, if I have an impossible game, and let's say it's going to take me three years, I'm going to break that up into one-year benchmarks. And then I'm going to break that year up into quarterly goals and outcomes and tasks to do and things to create. And then I'm going to break each quarter up into 30-day benchmarks, monthly benchmarks, and weekly actions and daily habits. You can literally take this huge impossible game and reverse engineer that process until you are acting as the person you need to become today. You are starting to do the habits of the individual that is impossibly you today. You are working towards that today. It's, all, it's, it's always a reverse engineering process. Okay, well, if this impossible version of myself does X, Y, Z, which one of those things could I do right now? Just one of them. Pick one, start doing it. After a while, you, it becomes a habit. You pick the next thing, then the next thing, and then some new ideas pop in, and you're adding things to it. Eventually, you become this person. You accomplish this impossible game. But a lot of us in our minds, we, we, we envision these things, right? We dream these things, and it's like it's so impossible that we just get froze in our tracks. We don't do shit about it because we are afraid to leap. We are afraid to jump at it. Instead of being afraid, take action on the littlest parts of it so you can start working towards that impossible game. And it comes from reverse engineering from the impossible game all the way to today. And you can even have a a yearly impossible game. That's the way I did it. Okay, but what's my impossible game for a year? What's the the biggest version of myself I can be in a year in all areas of my life? Okay, cool. Now, what's my first 90-day outcome? And then my second. So Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, if you were starting on a new year, right? How do I get to the, the impossible version of myself, the biggest version of myself? Number seven, vision. You need to have a visualization and see it. I think you should literally write out your perfect day, your perfect world. This impossible game is the best example. Write it out. After you say what you were going to achieve, you are creating, speaking this into the universe, and you write out this impossible game, you need to start meditating on it and thinking about it and envisioning it. When you can envision this, you eliminate your doubt of achieving it because it becomes real. When you say something for the first time, it almost sounds far-fetched. It's like, how on earth is that going to happen, Right? But the more you say it, the more you journal about it, the more you meditate on it, the more you draw it out, the more you create maps on reverse engineering that process on how to get there. All of a sudden, you're like, man, I could, I could actually do this. I can honestly say that there's things I've done 
in that we've built inside of, of this space that I didn't think was possible. I didn't think I would be the one to be able to do it. And I still have that self-doubt. But I wrote out my vision. I literally have journals where I literally wrote out the perfect day, the perfect life, and I've accomplished all of it. I shouldn't say all of it because there's always things that, that change along the way. I mean, for example, I don't have a dog, and that was always something that was in my perfect day. <laughs> Every time I wrote it, it's like, I'm going to walk my dog in the morning, get on my skateboard, and dog's going to pull me. That was always my, my what I thought I would be doing. Uh, not so much. But I go on awesome walks with my daughter every day, and that's 10 million times better. So, uh, But my point being is, is I would sit there and journal out, what does that day look like? Like hour by hour, increment by increment, action by action, task by task. What does my job look like? Where am I working? Where am I living? What am I living in? Like Envision it. If you can visualize it, you can truly take action on it. You can, you can make it happen, period. It's, it's, I know it's far-fetched. It's like, see it, in, uh, see it and you'll believe it. Believe it and you'll achieve it. Like, but there's a reason why that cheesy saying even exists. Because if you can see it, you can start to believe it. If you can believe it, you eliminate that self-doubt. And guess what? You will achieve it, period. See it, believe it, achieve it. Then the last thing I'm going to talk about is faking it till you make it. And this kind of like... One, has a bad stigma. Fake it till you make it. It's not a good thing in typical scenarios. But if we look at everything, um, you're going to have a self-doubt in each of these things. So education, selfishness, support, saying it out loud, reverse engineering your impossible game, visualizing it. All these things, all these things will be hard to see. Your facts, laying out the facts. That was the first one. I didn't have it written down. All those things are going to create self-doubt. All those things are going to be hard to do at first. All those things are going to provide resistance. So you have to fake it until you make it. You have to fake it. You have to tell yourself, like, I'm not, I'm not doubting myself. I can do this. Done. Kevin Hart was talking about this on his podcast with Joe Rogan, his recent one. I love the episodes with, with uh, Kevin Hart and Joe Rogan, two super motivational guys. But he was talking about his injury, and he recovered way faster than most people. And Joe was like, how do you think you, you did that? And he was like, I was, I was faking it. I faked it till I make it, basically. I just kept telling people I'm fine. I kept telling myself I'm fine. I'm telling myself I didn't need this walker, so I started walking. Placebo is absolutely real. There's actually a really good book called The Placebo Effect, and it's unbelievable the shit that can happen through placebo. Even in studies, you see studies. There was a study on steroids. They gave two groups steroids. One group was a placebo. One group was not. The group that was placebo thought they were on steroids, gained a ton of muscle, like record-breaking research muscle. <laughs> it's fucking insane. I'm sure they were pissed when the guys told them they weren't on steroids because they probably shrank. Stop building so much muscle. But the point being is that if you kind of fake it, if you create that story, that new story, that desired story, I do this every day inside my journal, literally. I go through this process, um, and, it's, and it's through the software. And it basically says, what is the story that you're telling yourself about this? And I, and I lay out the story, and it's usually not a good one because I'm usually pissed about something. That's what I'm writing about. I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm doubting myself. I'm fearing something. I'm, I'm worried about something. I'm anxious about something. I'm stressed about something. So I write about it. What is the story? I tell the story. I am stressed because blank. What is the desired story is the next question. Well, the desired story is I'm not stressed because I've already done this and accomplished this and had this in place and done this. Right? What do you need to do to make that desired story the true story? Hmm. Okay, I need to take action here. I need to move this to here. I need to change this to here. I need to give myself more time here. Guess what happens? Now all of a sudden that desired story, quote unquote, that was fake becomes reality. Why? Because I journaled on the fake, which is what I desired. It wasn't reality at the time. 
wasn't true yet. I journaled on it so I could believe it, so I could see it, and then guess what? I could achieve it. Believe it, see it, or sorry, see it, believe it, achieve it. That's the way it goes. So faking it until you make it is actually pretty important because I think, you know, in all, in almost all of these, you know, like, oh, I'm not really into meditation. Okay, fake it till you make it. Start meditating. Just do it. Who cares if it's half-assed? Who cares if it's shitty? You'll get better at it. I'm not a big reader. It's okay. Fake it till you make it. Maybe you only ob- obtain half the knowledge. That's fine. Do it for now. It'll get better. S- uh, self-affirmations are kind of cheesy. I don't really like doing that. It's weird talking to myself in the mirror, writing this stuff down. It's okay. Fake it. Fake it till you make it. It'll be uncomfortable. But just do it. I have a couple clients that, that still talk to themselves in the mirror because that's what I told them to do. And I used to do that all the time. And they were like, man, at first you told me to do that. And I was like, man, this guy's crazy. I'm not doing that. And now they love it. Why? Because they fake it till they make it because I told them to. The impossible game. It's impossible to you. Okay, reverse engineer that. Fake it until you make it. Visualize it. That's not even reality. You're visualizing something that's quote unquote impossible that's in the future that you have not yet achieved yet. Okay, what do you need to do to get there? Fake it till you make it. Now, the only time fake it till you make it is a bad thing is when you're blatantly lying to individuals about who you are. So by no means do I mean don't be authentic. I mean fake it till you make it in the sense that you need to have confidence and just take action without worry, without doubt, without fucking delay, without second guessing. Just do it. Just take action. Fake it till you make it. All right, guys. So that's eight things for you. Lay out the facts. Educate yourself. Be selfish. Find support. Say it out loud. Reverse engineer your impossible game. Visualize what you want to achieve because if you can see it, you can believe it, and you can achieve it. And then last but not least, fake it till you make it when you have to because placebo is real, and sometimes you just need to fake it so that you can create it. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, Head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the nutrition hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.